That's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, is good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. How is this a personnel issue? Ish? I think I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I I think, and it again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his part. You can't, you can't, it, you cannot whiff with this much talent. And I love Texas Tech. This is home. And I get to stay home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. Ish, it's prediction time. For the men's, uh, for those who ha- haven't already, check out the women's prediction podcast we had out on Tuesday, and now it is Thursday. We are four days, some four days away. I can't do Roughly, math. Yeah, Never yeah. Monday is uh, November seventh uh, is when games start up, and we're here. We are here. Last podcast before we really start uh, to see the games. How you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. You know, like I said uh, during the Tuesday pod, it's finally. We can finally start stop talking about these teams. We can finally start watching them. We're seeing some exhibitions play out. So like people are actually getting on the court. Yep. You know, we're taking some we're taking some uh, some overreactions on the court, right? To Texas blowing out uh, Arkansas, to Tennessee blowing out Gonzaga, to Houston beating Duke. We're we're overreacting to all of it because we we're we're sickos and we can't yes. uh, we couldn't wait for this stuff. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, trying to find any box score humanly possible. Uh, for these or any information, I was reading uh, the Tennessee versus Gonzaga write up the other yeah. day. That game was televised, but still, I was reading up on it. Um, but yeah, 25 teams. Uh, again, for those maybe who didn't listen to the women's podcast, 25 teams. We will do them by conference. I'll have timestamps in the description below. Uh, both uh, we should have them for audio and video uh, on this. So yeah let's let's get right into it uh texas state first team up uh just like uh on the women's side last year went 21 and 8 overall 12 and 3 in conference head coach terrence johnson um obviously lose caleb asbury isaiah small shelby adams but you return mason harrell nigel caesar and they add some transfers along with them i'll throw it to you first where are you at with texas state this year yeah this one man this is a very very tough one to predict because I don't want to say that they're going to do – it's hard for me to say, oh, yeah, you know, another conference championship in the regular season um, because they lose yeah. some pretty big pieces. But Mason Harrell being back is obviously the biggest the biggest returner. Um, they went 12-3 and three last year. Mm-hmm. What do we got, 18, right? Yep. I'm going to go 12-6. and six. I'm going to go 12-6. and six. I think that they'll, they'll be near the top because I think the Sun Belt has gotten – more or less, it's stabilized in terms of like standing. So I think they're it's it's yeah. a fairly competitive conference. Uh, the last team in the conference could probably go like seven and eleven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go twelve and six, a little bit worse, but still punching near the top. I feel like within the top three is probably where they'll finish. This was, I mean, I'm gonna say this a lot. This was pretty difficult for me. Yeah. Um, I. Obviously, saw them last year. I saw them play LSU. We saw them a lot. I saw them a lot of times. You know, just mm-hmm. just uh, around. And I just Caleb Asbury was so solid. Isaiah Small was obviously sure. very good. Um, I I would be I would be surprised if they went like thirteen or fourteen wins. If they won, sure. if they went fourteen and four, I'd be surprised. I'm I'm gonna be modest. I'm gonna go ten and eight here, which is a little yeah. low, but. I, th- I mean, I, th- I think that's fair. Like, you know, Mason Harrell's going to have to take up some of the scoring load, definitely, um, because uh, Asbury and Small were pretty good scores. I do know some of the transfers were brought in are fl- former Florida players. Um, so, you know, yeah. we'll see if, dro- excuse me, dropping down a level will help them um, step up. Uh, Nigel Caesar's going to be asked to step up a lot. So it's, I know Drew Drennan might be their two guard now. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a different looking team for sure. Yep. Texas A&M, the only team in the SEC that we have 
uh, 27-13 last year, 9-9 nine and nine in, at the, in SEC play, and were the NIT runner-ups. I mean, very well could have won the NIT, um, not for, you know, late turn of events there. Uh, head coach Buzz Williams, and uh, we've talked about them a lot this offseason. They basically returned everybody. Henry Coleman, mm-hmm. Tyree Stratford, Wade Taylor, uh, go down the list of players. Uh, they return a lot of talent. They add a guy like Julius Marble. They had a couple names there, um, Dexter Dennis as well, but um, what do you think about AM uh, this year in the SEC? Yeah, man, this is a team that ended really, really nicely. Um, I think Torvik has them top 20. Ken Palm has them top 50. Um, I think I probably go with, or probably lean more towards Ken Palm in terms of yeah. uh, my assessment of them. Uh, with that being said, I mean, what they go last year, 27 and 13. Yep, nine and nine if, in conference. If we're, if we're expecting them to stay around that, that range i wouldn't yeah nine and nine in conference i'm gonna go oh man 18 again yes 18 games again okay. yes everyone yeah, has 18 I'm, except for conference usa okay i'm gonna go 11 and 7 i think that's gonna be fair they're gonna it's it's a decent little step up um i still think the sec is very tough man it's gonna be hard to it's going to be hard to assess, really. Um, I know LSU will take a little step back in their first mm-hmm. year with new head coach, so I think 11 or 12 wins and nabbing some games off LSU is going to help a bit. But, yeah. I mean, you got Tennessee, Arkansas, those guys. Like, they're good. It's yeah. going to be tough. Yeah. Um, I, I, think they're, I think they'll be better. I think the SEC is still very good, like you said. I have them at 10 and 8, mm-hmm. which is a modest step up. Um, right. I think that obviously, I think 10 and 8 gets you in the tournament though. Oh, yeah. I was about so, to say, I don't think this is an NIT team this year. I think this is yeah. an NCAA tournament team. 10 and 8 sure. in the SEC, 10 and 8 in the SEC should get it done. I mean, LSU made it last year at 9 and 9. So as long as you take care of business right. in the non conference, uh, you should be okay. Exactly. All right. Go ahead. No, I was going to say exactly. That was it. Yeah. All right. Conference USA, Rice is the first team up here, went 16 and 17 oh. last year, 7 and 11 in conference play. Head coach Scott Para. Um, they lose Carl Pierre from last year, but they return Evie. They return Olivari. They return Fiedler. They return Sheffield. Rice, I'm, you know, I love y'all. You know, I, I do. Um, but I'm just you, not. You were burying them in November last 20, year. 20 game conference season. Uh, let me, uh, I'll check their upcoming season, make okay. sure they don't play Houston again. All right, they don't. So that's good. But uh, they do play Middle Tennessee really early in the year, which is they a do interesting game. But I had them at um, where does it go eight and twelve. I don't believe I don't believe that they they flip it. I don't. I just can't. You have to show. What were they last year in conference? Seven and um, eleven. Yeah, Seven. man, that's that's fair. Um, I will say this much: we'll know what this team is. similar to last year when they played Texas State. We'll know what this team is this year because they get Georgia Southern and Texas State. Um, early, and so I, th- you know, that I think they'll have Texas State by the early December. So we'll have yeah. two pretty good games against um, to kind of measure them against. I th- man, I'm gonna go seven and eleven again. I I I, I kind of agree. I they're a frustrating so, team. Twenty <laughs> this games. Is a team. Twenty games. So twenty games. Sorry, 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 sorry. So I'll go ten and ten. Oh my god, that's a huge flip from seven eleven to ten and ten. Well, twenty games is a lot. Twenty games is a lot. Twenty games is a lot. I'll say that much. Yeah, we're going from like, seven eleven to ten and ten. Eighteen. Yeah, that's two. Let me see. I'm trying to. Think. No, that's like two games. If you add the two games and you split the two, you drop the loss. Oh wait, you're right. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm, my math is off. My math is way off. I'm gonna go eight and twelve. Okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah, Jesus, I'm well. Um, this is I don't know. This team isn't constructed for a regular season. Like it's just not. What are they constructed for, man? They're not constructed no, for anything. They're not constructed to we, win basketball we, games at the Division One level. They're, the they're, they're not. They're they're construct. I told <clears throat> they're constructed to, to catch points. fire in a tournament. Like that's it, and they haven't. But that's what it is, right? They're they're constructed to catch teams off guard in a tournament, which they have not. But like yeah, this they is won, a team that shoots well enough to yeah. I mean, to last they won the first season. round. They won the first round game last year in the tournament, and then played North Texas right. and just got beat by, got beat again. Like they right. play a team with yes. an actual 
defensive pulse. Torvik has them finishing second to last in the conference right now. <laughs> yeah. Lord. Lord. Okay. Yeah. Uh, North Texas. Two games ahead of UTSA, by the way. That'll be that'll be a race to watch for. Both coaches coaching for their jobs, I would assume. Yeah. Um, North Texas last year went 25 and 7, 16 and 2 in conference play. Head coach Grant McCaslin, friend of the podcast. Uh, they lose Thomas Bell and JJ Murray, two great defenders. Mm-hmm. They return Tyler Perry, Abu Usman, and uh, they add a couple transfers who they anticipate to help them. 20 game season. I what think going going into the year. I have UAB and Western ahead of them. Like they are comfortably mm-hmm. third though. Like nobody below them I don't think is better than them, but I mm-hmm. don't think at this point they are better than Western and UAB, at least talent-wise on paper. And every year North Texas sure. exceeds expectations on uh, than what they were on paper. I'm going to go 15 and 5, which I think is a pretty good year for this team. Um 15 and 5 will probably be in the battle for second. So whoever I was going to go first. So. Yeah, I was going to go 15 and 5 too. I think that I'm curious to see if this team takes a little step back defensively and by step back I mean like, you know, very moderate very small just cuz I think the system works, but I mean last year they were t- top 20 in defense, so yeah. Right. And so you lose you lose two elite defenders especially on the perimeter with JJ Murray and you presumably start Tyler Perry who's not a bad defender but definitely not the, to the level that they probably had in the starting lineups the past couple of years. So I think a little bit of a step back, but potentially a little bit of a step forward offensively. Um, yeah. You know, I wonder. Yeah. So I, I think 15 and five is decent in terms of like saying you're not as good as last year, maybe. But, you know, you're still very much in the t- in the conference race. Yeah. UTSA next up uh, went 10 and 22 last year, three and 15 in conference play under head coach Scott Henson. They returned Jacob Germany, but they have a lot of <laughs> trans transfers in from lower levels what do you think mm-hmm. that's a that's a face of you thinking i'll go first no no i'm not thinking i'm, I'm very oh, underwhelmed not. uh I'm, I'm going five and 15 um i think this team is we talked about rice what that team what is this team what is what is this like J- jacob germany is great right cool awesome what what, what else what, what is this team they don't even for? have Remember Jordan Ivy Curry from last year? They don't even have yeah. him anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I look at their roster. It's a different team from last year again. Remember when like, this team was like the, one of the most fun teams to watch? Yeah. Like <laughs> Those two and players just carried that program for f- four years. Just yeah. absolutely. Is Ju Jang back or no? I don't think so. No. Yeah. That's okay. That's great. So, yeah. Hey, remember it's when all, they. All gone. Darius remember when they. Fonsu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna one up you, I guess. Four and sixteen. Okay. <laughs> one down you. There you go. Four and sixteen for UTSA. I don't. I don't believe they're gonna be awful. Okay. So remember, remember when a player left in the middle of last season and came back? Yep. Yep. This team. This program, man. <laughs> yeah, that program. UTEP. Joe um, Golding, a head coach, uh, in year one, went twenty and fourteen, and eleven and seven. In Conference USA, I mean, a terrific season, year one yep. there for them. But it is a brand-new roster, new team. He cleaned house. Tay Hardy now in, Shamar Givenson, Calvin Solomon in. Uh, no more Jamal Bien-Ami. Um, You know, that whole trio of guards that they had mm-hmm. um, is all gone. And this is – it's tough because I think in the in the, the coaches' poll, I think they had them in, in the bottom half. Right. Which makes sense because there's 11 teams, and I've been through this before. Conference USA is really good in like the top five or six. And then you have like UTEP, who you put seventh or eighth. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to maintain that they're a solid team, and I'm putting mm-hmm. them at 10 and 10. I was going to go 11 and nine. I think you, I think it's right because sure, they lost a lot of talent, but I think they bring in talent that fits more. Um, fits more with what Joe Golding wants to do. They have a lot of good defenders now. I think they have a lot of high effort, high energy guys. Um, I think Shamar Givens is going to give them some experience in the some in the scoring department in the backcourt. So yeah, I'm going to go give me uh, what I say eleven and nine. Give me eleven and yeah. nine. Um, so yeah, I yeah. and also the other thing about Bist and Joe Golding is like he's not. I know the last couple of years at ACU were very impressive. Obviously, how he got this job, but like 
it took him a little bit, right? It took him a little bit to kind of get there. ACU was kind of hovering around 500 uh, for most of his tenure. And then finally in like year six, year five or six, then they finally started to hit that uh, upper 20s win margin. So, you know, I, th- I think we're, he's ahead of schedule, obviously, but I think it's going to be kind of a similar build to where they're hovering around 10 and 10, 11 and 9 in conference for a couple of years before they maybe hit a good class and just like absolutely take off. Yeah. Um, I think the defense or the defense will be better than last year. The offense might take a step back, but that'll be yeah. interesting to see how, how he coaches in year two. All right. That's Conference USA. To the American, we have two teams here. And one is Houston. Houston, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I, I said like the, the cash cow. I referenced that on the last podcast with the big focus yeah. on the women's side. Houston is a team we talk about a lot here because they are very, very good. Head coach Kelvin Sampson is back again. They went 32-6 and six last year, 15-3 and three in conference. Lost in the Elite Eight to Villanova. And they are projected to be a top five team comfortably. Uh, by every metric, some have them number two, some number three, number four. And there, they have Marcus Sasser back. They have Jamal Marn back, Jamal Mark back, Jamal Shed, Reggie Chaney, Jawan Roberts. I will say though, losing Fabian White, Josh Carlton, Taze Moore, three key contributors to last year's team, mm-hmm. is makes this a little bit more interesting to me. To, sure. to in terms of projecting not only their conference record. But their overall, you know, how far they can go in the tournament. The size is going to be interesting. They they add Jerace uh, Walker, a five star forward. So can he contribute immediately? I, I I want us to do not only our conference record predictions here, but also how far we think this team could go. So there you Ooh, go. okay. Uh, but I have them at sixteen and two in conference. If we want to start there, I I have them sixteen and two as well. I think. On paper, Memphis is their biggest challenge in the AAC. Yeah. Um, I think they might split the series. Or, I mean, honestly, Memphis is that type of team that could, like, they could they could finish below them in the conference but take both games. Like, they're built that way, right? Kendrick, Kendrick Davis, as we saw, played they pretty well again. Yeah, yeah, and Kendrick Davis, now that they have him, like, he's the type of player who can have a big game against a team like Houston. Um, he played pretty well against them last year, if I remember, at SMU. And so – I. Yeah, I think that I think two losses. I wouldn't be surprised if they're both against Memphis, if I'm being honest. But I think 16 and two is right. As far as the tournament is concerned, I'm going to go Final Four, man. I think when you have similar to what I said about Graham McCaslin, right? I said the defense defense at North Texas would take a step back. I think potentially it will at Houston this year. But I think overall, the system's there, right? And so you have a Jairus Walker who, by the time the tournament comes around, should be well infused in that offense somebody like a Juwan Roberts is going to be that next up undersized big man who's going to be cleaning the glass you bring back of course Marcus Sasser but also Tremont Mark who probably may be the starting point guard to start the season who knows he was last year and I think by the time the tournament gets here similar to last year we were like oh who's going to step up when so-and-so is not here and all of a sudden we're talking Jamal Shedd we're talking all these guys right and so I think it's going to be similar to where we wonder who's going to step up in these certain roles. And by the time March hits, boom, we got we, Houston has a starting five. They probably go eight deep and they're pretty, they're pretty set. I'm going to go, I'm going to go final four. Um, the the difference is, and my worry is that a couple years ago, we saw what happens when they played a team that just was a bad mismatch, right? That Baylor team I know was a historically great team but also really, really hit on some weaknesses for Houston in, in the ability, their inability to score with other teams at times, their inability to stop the outside shot if they can't close out per, uh, properly, like Baylor really exposed them. And so that's my, that's my worry is last year, they didn't really run into a team that really exposed them, right? Villanova was a good, just a good team, but I didn't feel like they got embarrassed. Um, so that's my only worry, but I'm going to, I'm going to give them a final four ceiling. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, another reason why I think 16-2 in conference is very realistic is because the American is just not a very, you know, intimidating conference for a team like Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston and Memphis last year um, pretty much ran. Like, Memphis was the only team you were really worried about. SMU was the third best team in the American last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were fine. They were good. Yeah. But they weren't on that level. So, um, yeah, I think they're going to be in that – top contingent for a while um i haven't looked at their non-conference schedule um but 
that'll be interesting as well because the strength is better. Real quick. Yeah, um, I know they get Oregon. Oregon. I know they get Alabama. Okay, so they get Oregon, Alabama. Uh, yeah, Oregon, last year. Yeah. Oregon's away. Alabama's at home. They get Virginia away, so that's gonna be an interesting one. Um, and that's really it. Uh, St. Mary's. St. Mary's, I think, is in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it as far as tough yeah. conference schedules go. So you know, decent. Yeah. It's decent. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think you hit on it really well as far as their Final Four potential um obviously the draw will determine a lot of it and if you can get right. a one seed or a two seed but um that'll be something to watch for all right next smu um mm. first year head coach rob lanier this year uh, last year they did go 24 9 13 4 in conference kendrick davis led led the charge but obviously he's at memphis now there's a lot of transfers and i mean the top two are samuel williamson feodg to me uh, they return Zach Nuttall. They return Zurich Phelps. I'm I have SMU. I think I guess that yeah, taking a small step back here in an 18 game uh, conference schedule. I have them at 11 and seven. Really, I have them at eight and ten. Um, oh, okay, this is good. This is interesting. Yeah, just because man, it's that's a lot, right? And I'm not. I think Rob Lanier is good. He did a good job at Georgia State. So it's going to be interesting to see George, uh, SMU playing defense this year. But um, we're asking a lot of Zach Nuttall, and I, I like him. But man, last year was really concerning with how big of a drop off he had. And then we're asking a lot of guys like Samuel Williamson to come in and more or less be contributors right away. Um, obviously a highly touted prospect from Rockwall, but I, I just I just think it's going to be a little bit more of a process. We're going to be – I wouldn't be shocked if we're looking at this team in March by the time when the season's over and we're like, okay, next year they're going to be probably yeah. – especially if Houston – when Houston moves on to the Big 12, like they're going to be a, probably the favorite in the AAC. I don't know enough about the American um, – I mean, I know, you know, Somewhat about I know you know Wichita State yeah, yeah. Lane whatever blah, blah blah, but it's interesting to me if SMU does fall and in, into that middle pack, mm-hmm. if they can get enough wins to break double digits that that isn't sure because sure. I don't know who the third best team is like in terms of expectations because like can Wichita State get back to where they used to be can Cincinnati right. get back to where they used to be, um UCF is always like in the middle of the pack there. Um, right towards the upper level heck they made the ncaa tournament a few times so if if there is some improvement from those teams that i just named then i could see smu taking a step back i think i'm still in the mindset of the american just being average but there is definitely a there's definitely a world where the american takes a step forward this year as a team and then or as a conference and then smu steps back I will say the the biggest indicator of like how far the Americans gone. One, obviously, like UConn leaving didn't help, but Wichita State probably like falling really back, right? I think that's kind of like been like a good summary of like the reputation, the national reputation of the AAC. Yeah, I mean Cincinnati too. It's since yeah, it's true. Cincinnati need, hasn't been since Cronin left. Yeah, you need Cincinnati and you need Wichita State um ucf you know even the, those years they had sure. taco fall and guys like that that's you need those teams to be uh, competitive there mm-hmm. um, because at this moment it's looking like it's only going to be a two-bid league probably again right. um with smu and memphis okay uh to the big 12 the big boys um texas ripped the band-aid off right here texas last year went 22 and 12 10 and 8 in conference lost to purdue in the second round of the ncaa tournament Head coach Chris Beard, um, Timmy Allen, Marcus Carr, Christian Bishop, Dylan DeSue are back, and they added Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, Serge Barry Rice, and Arterio Morris. Where are you at with Texas? Texas, Texas. The, Texas. First of all, did we talk about the second team in Ken Palm? Texas. Ken Palm yeah. loves Texas. Yeah. I really like Texas. I don't know if I love Texas, um, just because it's one of those things where I have to see it. Um, man, I'm gonna go 14 and four. <laughs> I think I really do think this team potentially could do it this year. Um, I don't know if I'm really willing to put them as my favorite yet. Maybe 14 and four gets it done in the Big 12. Uh, get it done, I would yeah, but they fixed a lot of at least on paper, they fixed a lot of issues I had with this team, right? They gave Marcus Carr ball handler. They added some more front court depth. They added some more athleticism and some more dynamism with guys like Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell. Like 
I like the, and then of course they just brought people back, right? They brought everybody back more or less. Um, and so I, I really do. I like this team. I really do. Now love is a lot. And you know, if we were to do tournament talk, we'll see, but I like it. I don't know if it's going to be the prettiest basketball to watch, but I like it. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to clip this in two months. Just, I, I have to remind myself, write a sticky note, <laughs> November 3rd podcast. Oh, <sighs> He All right. really likes Texas, and they're going to win the Big 12. Listen, oh, my great. God. All right. This is great. Um, I, I have about 12 and 6, I, which is, uh, I think, a safe probably prediction. Uh, but I, I think, A, the Big 12 is still very challenging. And still, yes, they, 100%. They went, if they go 14 and 4, they're probably going to be a top, either a one or two seed in the tournament. Like, right. at that point, like, you're – they're going to be very, very good. And I think I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Everything you said, I think, is very, very true. Um, I don't personally – I don't know if Marcus Carr, Timmy Allen, Christian Bishop, Dylan DeSue are them yet. I think you need Tyrese Hunter to come in and be really, really good and, mm-hmm. a lot, and Dylan Mitchell to be really, really good. And I'm putting a lot of stake into those transfers and those freshmen, like personally. I sure. think those guys have to be the difference this year because yeah. I – as much as I think Marcus Carr has talent, I can't get out of my head what last year looked like enough. Like I just don't think he's he's gonna do a one eighty. So uh, that's for me at twelve and six for Texas, which is still a really good, which is a better say, record still... than they had last year. That's a two win improvement yeah. from last year from ten and yeah. eight. Um, I forgot they went ten and eight in conference last year. Honestly, yeah. I don't know why I was at like eleven or twelve wins for them, but yeah. So twelve and six. For Texas, there uh, from me, fourteen and four, and a conference championship from Ish. Baylor <laughs> is next up here, uh, twenty-seven and seven last year, fourteen and four in conference play. Lost in the second round to North Carolina, just had ridiculous injuries uh, with Jonathan Chamochachua, L.J. Cryer. Uh, they were really, really handcuffed as far as depth goes um, and what they could do. This year, they get LJ Cryer back. Jonathan Chalmachachua likely will not be back for the season. Um, or at least, at least I believe. I yeah. somebody knows something else. Let me know. Uh, Flo Thamba, Adam Flagler. Uh, they add Langston Love, who was a guy who missed last year, uh, and they add Jordan Turner from West Virginia. I, I have them at thirteen and five, and I, that might win the conference. But I have them at thirteen and five this year, which is uh, yeah, one loss, one game step back. I think that that's exactly what I have them as 13 and five. I think they finished just behind Texas um, because I'm still concerned about that depth. Like I really like, you know, you get, of course you get LJ Cryer back. I think they have the best backcourt in the state um, as we did the rankings that, you know, that one time. Yeah. But you, you know, I know Keontae George is a star, but like, again, this speaking of teams that need their freshmen to be a star, right. They need Keontae George to step up into that. Last year you had guys like, uh, Jeremy Sohan and uh, Kendall Brown step up into those like de- uh, those like high energy defensive roles, and they were able to really play off each other and really give them another dimension. They don't have that this year, um, and of course, I mean Flo Thamba basically being your your one true big, you know. Um, so I'm a li- I think the system will get it done, but I think late in the season we're going to be wondering like this team is an injury away from like. Yeah. 11 win, like a 12 wins in the conference right like genuinely like i really like 11 or 12 it, it's it's a slippery slope because an injury to anybody in the backcourt injury to flow thamba right all of a sudden you're looking at a team that's probably like hovering around 10 and 8 um going late in the season so if healthy give me 13 and 5 give me a team that's right there with texas uh and then potentially a number fighting for a number one seed if not yeah. then we're having a different conversation i think Keontae George is going to be really, really good. So. I think so too. I think there, he's going to be somebody that, you know, we were kind of used to Baylor being kind of an underachieving team with stars a couple like in years past, right? They always got like the Perry Joneses, the Isaiah Austins, things like that. He's going to be reminding people like, oh yeah, by the way, Scott Drew can recruit, right? Like he can get those five-star dudes and turn yeah. them into stars. Yeah. Last year was not a fluke in that regard. Right. Um, all right. TCU. 21-13 last year, 8-10 and 10 in conference play, lost in the second round to Arizona in overtime, a game they could have won. Uh, head coach Jamie Dixon, they return everybody, Mike Miles, Emmanuel Miller, Eddie Lampkin, Chuck O'Bannon, Damian Ball. But it is a team that went 8-10 and 10 in conference last year. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the that's the caveat here. We all everybody's coming in here heaping the praise on TCU, top twenty team in the country. Uh, return everybody. Mike Miller or uh, Mike Miller. Mike Miles is going to be a star. I'm going to be cautious here because I think the Big Twelve is very very good. You better not. And I don't think same. they're better than Baylor. I don't think you they're better, better than Texas. I don't think they're better than Kansas. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be modest here. I have ten and eight. Oh my god, you picked this. All right. Anyway, I have ten and eight too. Um, and everything eight. you just said. Everything you just said. Like this is a team that's gonna be. They're gonna. I, I'll say it right now. They'll grab some wins off a Texas, Baylor, or Kansas. Right. They're gonna be that yeah. good to do that. But you know, yeah, it, it's a, still a team that had a losing record in conference that snuck their <clears throat> snuck their way into the tournament, and then of course had had a system like the offensive rebounding we talked about had a system that was able to compete with teams. It had a guy who was able to be the best player on the floor a couple times in Mike miles. Is that good enough for a whole season? I don't know. Maybe they're going to need some guys like, uh, Micah PV to put it together a little bit more consistently. Um, they're probably going to need a little Shahada. Yeah, Shahada Wells is somebody who did not play last year really mm-hmm. at all because of injury. So like he's somebody who they can really use PJ Haggerty is a freshman who was a high scoring freshman. So like if he can contribute with, five to ten minutes a game right that's something um so yeah they're it's gonna they're gonna it's a team that needs to answer some questions but ten and eight in a very deep conference is not a bad thing no not, not at all um yeah, it's, they were 15th, it's in defense, 15th in defense last year first in offensive rebounding 321st in three-point shooting 330th in turnover percentage it was a weird team but yeah. and now you return them all so we'll see how how they take a step forward. I, I don't doubt that they will. It's just kind of how are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. Texas Tech, next up, head coach Mark Adams uh, went 27-10 and 10 last year, 12-6 and six in conference play, lost in the Sweet 16 to Duke in a game that uh, I think about actually a lot. They should have won that game. They should have beat Duke. I was pulling for Duke, just... Duke turning into – yeah, Paul some, some dudes turning into NBA, basically yeah. turning into NBA switch on and just finishing them off. I know, I know. Um, but still, uh, they return Kevin O'Banner, and but other than that, they lose Terrence Shannon, they lose Bryson Williams, lose Kevin McCuller, three key players. Um, they add Fardos Ame- uh, Imac, who will be out until February. We we learned yesterday, which really sucks. Yeah, uh, which will pro- probably that's. I mean, that's a majority of the conference season right there. Mm-hmm. And then they added Jalen Tyson and Davion Harmon. Where are you at with uh, with Tech? I am I was already a little bit pe- – not pessimistic, but I was I was already a little – Skeptical. Bullish on them, yeah. I, I think that's the right phrase to use. Definitely. Now you lose Fardaz Amak, who is expected to be your leading scorer. You know, that was your big gem yep. of the, the offseason. I'm going 9-9, nine and nine, man. Um, I'm really, really worried because now, what did we say when they got Davion Harmon in the offseason? We said this is a good, this could be a good acquisition if you could reel him in and don't have him do too much. And if he's just kind of your guy to, you know, blow up if you're on defense, you get a fast break, right? He's insane in the in the on the fast break and one-on-ones, things like that. Now you lose somebody who was supposed to take some of that load away right in the front court okay now you start to now it starts to move everything up a peg does kevin can kevin o'banner be a number one i don't know all of a sudden debian Harmon becomes probably your number two option right maybe some nights he thinks he's the number one option right okay and then all of a sudden that changed the decision making on his part i really worry about this team now um yeah, defensively they'll be fine, right? They'll still be top 20, 25 in the country probably. Offensively, well, the, I don't know. That's the thing is Fardos was also supposed to be their rim protector of sorts. He's True. Their, now you're getting the tallest player on the team. I, I was, was about to say, at, now you're getting a lot of Daniel Bacho again. Yeah, yeah it's going to be Daniel Bacho time, yeah. who I've heard actually you know looks good if you watch like you know, Jeff Goodman. He showed, fl- he showed flashes last year, yeah. Yeah, I mean. But is, is, he, is he a 25-minute, you know, a game guy? <laughs> In the Big 12, man, it's – yeah, Daniel Bacho is going to have to be, like, the guy there. And like you said, Kevin O'Banner is going to have to come out and be elite. So um, I have them at 8 and 10. And if Fardos was healthy, I'd probably have them at closer – I mean, either 9 and 9 or 10 and 8. But I was about to say, I think eight. I would have them around TCU if Fardos was healthy. Yeah, but no, I 8 and 10 for me. I 
I don't I I've been a skeptical of Davion Harmon since Oklahoma since yeah. probably 2018 2019 like I just yeah. was never sold since, on him ever since you with who they lost in the offseason to bet it all and Fardaz Amek was a good gamble I'm not gonna act like that was a good like I think yes. that was somebody worth gambling on but you lose Terrence Shannon right and you bet it on Davion Harmon that's a lot. That's, and it's not even to say anything bad about Devion Harmon. That's just like you lose your best player, <laughs> your two best players, right? Of course. And so you bring in one. Okay, cool. But like Devion Harmon is has not shown enough to where you're like, okay, he replaces Terrence Shannon. It's like no, Devion Harmon plus somebody else could replace Terrence Shannon. <laughs> yeah, and then you lose Kevin McCullough to a team. In yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Kevin McCullough as well. So it's like. I, I don't know what I don't know if they just couldn't get certain players right. They the targets didn't work out or what, but yeah, I am. I think Mark Adams will be fine, right? But this is going to be like the honey. I don't want to say the honeymoon's over, but like last year is not going to be last year, right? Where they're you know the darling of the nation. They're going to have to make games so ugly. It's going to be hideous to watch. Or maybe they it. tap into whatever Jalen Tyson was supposed to be, right? That that's kind of the yeah. unsung thing here is that Jalen Tyson's actually really good and he just never got a shot or he just didn't fit but i don't know if he i have a hard time believing a guy that didn't fit chris beard will fit mark adams system yeah it's, <laughs> it's basically like, the same it's not like he's going changing systems here <laughs> right Good right much. um all right that's all for the big 12 let's go to the whack Stephen f austin went 22 and 10 last year 14 and 4 in conference play head coach kyle keller um they return a decent amount. Rody Ware, mm-hmm. Latrell Jossel, Nigel Hawkins. Uh, they do lose Calvin Solomon and Gavin Kinsmill to keep contributors for them. I, I think they they take a couple step take a couple wins down, but I have mm-hmm. them at twelve and six. I think Rody Ware and Latrell Jossel are too good to to go much below that. Yeah, I have my ten and eight. Um, more or less what you said. I also think the whack is pretty good. Um, I like some of the other teams in the state in the WAC better better this year. And, of course, they still have Utah Valley, who I know we just talked about lost Fardaz AMAC, but still one of the best teams in the conference. Yeah, um, yeah it's a little weird because, like, I know Kyle Keller's unfortunately being measured against, you know, Brad Underwood and Danny Casper and the guys that, like, ran through the conference and made the tournament and all that stuff. And they're just – I mean, they're, they're still a good program, but they're just not that, you know, big fish in a small pond anymore. Yeah. Abilene Christian last year went 25 and 11 and 11 and 7 in conference. Uh, head coach Brett Tanner. They return Aaron Simmons and Damian Daniels. They get Joe Pleasant back, which is an awesome, you know, story mm-hmm. for us. Uh, but I, I have serious questions about their backcourt, just looking through their roster as far as proven guys here. And as much as I like Damian Daniels as like a, you know, five seven guy who can do things, mm-hmm. I don't know what else they have there. So uh, I have him at 10 and 8. I have him at 11 and 7. Uh, we're just a little off there, I think. Again, Brett Tanner is basically keeping what Joel Golding did there. Um, I do agree about the backcourt. That's kind of was the the difference between Joe Golding's best teams there was that backcourt playing elite defense. Um, but I think this year they'll be a little bit better in the scoring department. I think, you know, Arian Simmons with Joe Pleasant is going to be pretty interesting to watch. Um, I'm really hoping he gets back. Joe Pleasant gets back to the guy we saw a couple years ago. But yeah, I think they're, again, I mentioned liking some other teams in the state better than SFA. They're one of them. I think Brett Tanner in his second year could pretty, I'm curious to see what different wrinkles he shows this year, right? Um, If there's anything different about his style versus Joe Goldings or his system versus Joe Goldings. Yeah. Uh, UTRGV, Rio Grande Valley. Uh, went eight and twenty-three last year, three and fifteen in conference play under head coach Matt Figger. Uh, Justin Johnson is a guy who I mm-hmm. we talked about in our fantasy draft. Uh, I had him starting. Uh, he averaged yep. seventeen points a game last year, and he's really, really good. Uh, they just do not have anything else at all. Nope. And then uh, um, they brought in some transfers. Sherman Brashier uh, from Western Kentucky is a guy who actually I heard about at Western. Mm-hmm. He didn't start or anything, but he was a guy who I knew of. CJ Jackson from the junior college levels looks all right. Um, I'll be optimistic. I have him at five and thirteen. Oh, that's very optimistic in my opinion. I believe. Um, that's fair. I have three and fifteen. Um, 
it's a deep conference and they have one guy who might put up 18 points a game for all we know um and justin johnson but uh man yeah last year they were trying to think they were 332nd in defense (laughs) and according to ken palm they were i'm trying to find uh, uh, man Hey, they were the upper half in two-point percentage, so there's something. But they could not shoot the three. They are 318th in three-point percentage. It's it, I, if, if they get up from that, you know, it's hard to finish that badly again. So, like, they might finish a little better. But, yeah, man, that's – you see, I don't uh, feel optimistic. You see that little green sliver right there amidst all the red? Oh, the free throws? Free throw attempt rate. <laughs> Second. Second in the country in free throws this year. Like, just ha- keep them in the gym, just shooting free throws. Get that free throw percentage from 69 up to, like, 76. Just get that uh, get that James Harden offense going. Yeah, <laughs> just start drawing them. Just, just throw your body into them. Draw all the fouls there. That's my advice to UTRGV. Don't listen to Ish. Just get to the free throw line. <laughs> Who needs the defense? Oh, oh fine. Oh, all right, whatever. UT Arlington. Is next up here. Uh, went eleven and eighteen last year. Seven and ten in conference. Head coach Greg Young, a very new team um, from top to bottom, and a new conference. So a lot of new for this uh, the squad. Uh, Kieran Gibson, Pedro Castro, Marion Humphrey are some names to know. Uh, this is a hard team to pin down, considering how much how many changes there are or have been. Where what do you have them at? What do you have, man? I'm still thinking have, about this one. <laughs> I have I have him at six and twelve. I I don't know. It feels right. Um, were they last year again? Uh, they were seven and ten last year. Seven and ten. And now they're um, up for conference with the new team and right. No. Oh. Uh, and then they lost. Join I'm trying to think. Join they lost. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go the same as you. I, I got. I got. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, TBD. we'll see. TBD. We'll see. Uh, Tarleton State next up here went uh, fourteen and seventeen last year, nine and nine in conference play. Head coach Billy Gillespie. I mean, they turned it turned around to a degree, uh, yeah. but they do lose Montre Gibson and Taj Small from last year's team to basically their best two players or best two scorers at least. They returned Freddie Hicks and Shamir Bogues. They added a guy in Corian Rashin, who is a solid grad transfer there on the wing. Um, I, I see a small step back just because of how much Gibson and Small did for them. Mm-hmm. So I have him at 7 11. However, Billy Gillespie has coached him up last year. He can definitely coach him up again. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I have him just at 8 and 10. Um, I think you. We saw a little bit last year of like they were able to generate some turnovers. Their problem yeah. was when they couldn't capitalize in transition because uh, their offense was not good at all. I think they were, let me see, they were fifth in turnover percentage on defense. And so I think that there's something there that could, it's going to keep them in a lot of games. Um, of course, we saw them against Kansas look, hold their own for the most part. Um, yeah. They gave Michigan and Gonzaga a weird scare at the beginning of the year, too. So, yeah, I think offensively they might be around the same, which wasn't already that great but um i think defensively they'll be solid and they'll keep them in some games they might you know nick a few games off the top of the top half of the conference yeah definitely sam Houston state last year 19 and 14 13 and 5 in conference the surprise of the conference i was yes singing the praise of sam Houston state several times as they continue to just bomb away three gospel of savion flag and savion flag would go crazy and demarcus lampley and all these guys fun team under head coach jason hooten uh, unfortunately, Flag and Lampley are gone. They returned Dante Powers, Tristan Ekpay. Um, They had a guy in Quay Grant who I'd heard of. Um, I mean, maybe Hooten can pull a rabbit out of the hat again. I'm going to put him at 9-9 nine and nine in this conference. Yeah, I mean, Savion Flag was a huge revelation for them last year. I... Mm, yeah, I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. I'm going to go nine and nine as well. The 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 dark horse here is Quay Grant, right? Yeah. He was a D two star at Western uh, West Texas A&M. Goes to Wichita State. Doesn't similarly to Joe Pleasant. Doesn't work out there. So now you drop down another level to the G five ranks. Okay, well, or the the lower G five ranks, um, mid major ranks. 
is that a better fit? I don't know. Uh, front court's obviously going to take a step back as a whole without Savion Flag, but you potentially maybe add some backcourt depth in Quay Grant. Yeah. I don't know. I think nine and nine's fine. I don't think they're going to catch anybody off guard this year with a surprising conference run, but I think they're solid. Yeah. Uh, to the SWAC, Texas Southern last year went 19 and 13, 13 and five in conference. They beat Florida in the non con. Then they beat AM Corpus Christi in the playing game in the NCAA tournament, which isn't a playing game. The first four game, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Uh, um, that's a, I mean, that's a, con- that's a NCAA tournament win. I was about to know. say, it goes down on the resume. Goes down on the resume. Then they lost to Kansas by 30, but who cares at that point? Uh, head coach Johnny Jones, they returned PJ Henry and John Walker, but there is a lot of turnover from a very old team last year. Like, if you go through the roster last year, it's like senior, 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 yep. senior, senior senior and so yeah pj henry and john walker are back though so i I think they'll be competitive again in in the swag i have them at 12 and 6 i have a man i have them at 12 and 6 too just because it's johnny jones's tournament man it's johnny jones's conference right like it's 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 him until otherwise proven uh, until proven otherwise he's made this team work last year we kind of thought maybe oh prairie view or jackson state right Mm -hmm. and it Turned out to be, remember I was talking about Alcorn randomly being near the top for a little bit. Yep. And we were like, man, the SWAC doesn't make any sense this year. What happens? It's Tech Southern wins. So like, it's just, it's, it happens. It happens every year, seemingly, since he's been there. Yep. Might as well. It's Johnny Jones. Also, um, also have Shakir O'Neal, Shaq's son, Shaq's other son other than Sharif. So. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Prairie View. Last year had a disappointing year, 18 and nine. Eight and nineteen overall, uh, seven and ten conference. They lose Jawan Daniels, who was their best player. Uh, they return Jeremiah Gamble and Will Douglas. I don't. I don't know. It's Prairie View is always a team that's like, if the ball goes in, they're really good, right. and they play pretty fast. And it's like, get up and down. But Jawan Daniels was really good for them last year. But I can't see them being worse than seven wins. Like I, I'm gonna be optimistic here. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go nine and nine. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit below that. I'm going to go eight and 10. Um, I, th- last year was frustrating in the fact that you always, it's similar to the women, right? You expect Texas Southern and Prairie View to be in the conference race every single year. And last year was, a, I'm going to say the first year in a while where like Prairie View was just not in it. Um, obviously didn't help that the, uh, the rest of the conference seemingly took a little bit of a step forward without them um this year i don't i would like to see them get back but you know i, I don't know right away um we'll have to see a couple of these games play out the swag's just weird because you basically have to ignore them until january <laughs> yes unless they beat florida and then unless they beat florida like Texas southern did last year yeah <laughs> and we have a whole podcast dedicated to that um yeah i mean they were literally in terms of tempo goes they were 38th in the country in tempo which and weirdly enough, 87th in offensive um, tempo and seventh in defense. So teams were just running up the court and shooting the ball on them. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at Texas Southern's schedule now. Can you can you you bring up Texas Southern's schedule? And I want you. To, which game am I staring at right now? Hold on, let me get Texas Prairie View schedule up. I have Texas yeah. Southern right now. Yeah. Good. I'm yeah. glad I have the tab open still. Yeah. All right. I know Walker's oh, going. No, on. They, no. If we can't, <laughs> which which one? Which one? Texas Tell Tech. me. No, please. I'm watching uh, November 10th. My eyes are glued on this game. I don't Ooh, care how I get to watch buddy. this. They get Texas Tech. I'm terrified. The for Tech. second game of the year. Oh, oh, I'm terrified for Tech. Tech has a game against Northwestern State before, and that is it. Three days later, they play Texas Southern. Now, Texas Tech fans, I'm not saying it's going to happen, right? But I'm saying early season, you've been practicing all year without – you've been preparing all year to have this far Azimak guy that ain't going to be there. And we know Texas Southern can knock off some teams if they play up to their, if they play up to their caliber. And, and they're not in the – you know – it's uh, it gets hard when you've lost, you know, you you lose like you know five six games in a row. This is only game two, 
Right. And the first game is at San Francisco on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Then you have mm-hmm. two days between, so it's not one of those like you know quick turnaround games mm-hmm. for, for them. Also, who it's still football season. Yeah. Like you're not going to be teams aren't going to be like I'm not saying the teams, but like fans yeah. aren't going to be really invested in this yet. Right? Not till December. Not till you start. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but just just that I, I saw that on the schedule. I was like, oh. Just keep an eye. I'm watching that. Eye <laughs> I'm watching it. that game. Just keep an eye. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's the SWAC, Texas Southern PV. Yeah. Uh, Lamar next up. Uh, uh, Southland. The Southland is up. Yeah. Sorry. Changing conferences. Lamar went 2 and 27 last year. They went 0 and 18 in conference play. Head coach Byron mm-hmm. Smith. Uh, completely new team. Wait, no, you said, I, sorry. You said Prairie View and then you said Byron Smith. Oh, you said Lamar and then you said Byron Smith. Oh, sorry. Oh, Owen yes, Brooks. I did write wrong wrong head coach here. Alvin Brooks. Alvin Brooks, thank you. <laughs> Alvin Brooks, head coach. Um, yeah, I don't what, what do you think? What do you what, how do they do they win any games in conferences here? I mean, they basically last year they basically like brought in a new team. Um and it was kind of a lot of injuries, a lot of uncertainty. They cleared out. I don't say they, they didn't clear out the roster, but they, you know, I think Brock McClure is back. I'm trying to think who else is back. Um, I did not pay attention. I was about to say it was not a good team last year. Um, I'll tell oh my God. I'll tell you this much. I have a bone to pick with Bart Torvik. He still has Tick Price as their head coach. <laughs> Tick Price hasn't been there for two years. So. Um, thank you, Ken Palm, for having uh, Alvin Brooks on there. Anyway, I think they do win a conference game. I think they may win a couple. Um, that's about all I'm willing to say, though. So, I, I, I what do we got? 18 again? 18. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go two and 16. Yeah, that's what I had as well. <laughs> we are believers. Listen, this is a complete. Tick Price, by the time he left, he had lost he had lost the plot when it came to Lamar. Lamar's a tough place to win. If you aren't getting kids from Beaumont, you're already gonna struggle. Tick Price stopped getting kids from Beaumont. Yeah. And it's basically a total, total rebuild for uh, Alan Brooks. So this is a five year project at the very least. AM Corpus Christi made the tournament last year, as we mentioned, lost to Texas Southern. Uh went twenty three and twelve. And, but only seven and seven in conference play. Head coach Steve Lutz. Um, they return pretty much their whole starting five: Dale Lazarus, mm-hmm. Keys, Terion Murdix, T- Travian Tennyson, Isaac Mushila, Jalen Jackson. Um, they return a lot. I have them at eleven and seven. Mm-hmm. I have them at twelve and six because I think they're going to run it back. Um, I mean, Steve Lutz proved that in addition to be a great, being a great recruiter, he can coach, making the tournament his first year, giving the Islanders to win the Southland again. Um, I think this could be something uh, – we might see his name come up a little bit in some other jobs because he has ties to bigger programs. Um, if he wins back-to-back conference championships in his first two years, yeah. then we start to hear his name a little bit in the national stage. AM Commerce jumping up from the D2 ranks. Uh, they went 17 and 9 and 9 and 5 last year in, in um, the Lone Star Conference. Uh, they did beat UTSA as well, which mm-hmm. don't really, mm-hmm. you know. So that, mm-hmm. that at least gives you gives you something to when you're assessing AM Commerce, you can be like, sure. hey, they're better than or they were they, they won by three. So I don't know what you want to say, but yeah, they <laughs> UTSA, they beat them last year. Uh, head coach Jared von Rosenberg, they have a guy in Kalen Williams who was a lead guard, 16 points per game last year. There was some turnover on the roster. Uh, it's like, same thing with the women's side. It's very hard to predict how they do mm-hmm. um, in Division One ranks with the full schedule. I cautiously put them at seven and eleven. Uh, I have them at eight and eight, or um, no, seven and eleven, um, nine and nine actually. So I Southland's not very good. <laughs> And so I think they'll be okay. Um, we'll see how they are. I think they get SMU early. So we'll see. I think they're literally the first game of the year. And so they have a decent non-conference schedule, like in terms of like, they, I don't. I think Texas is their only team that's like really, really above them because they get yeah. teams like Georgia State, they get Air Force, they get 
ACU in there. So like, you know, by, by January, I might be changing my, my, I'm wanting to change my prediction either way, but they're a solid program. They're not a juggernaut. I don't think they're going to be like the women and hit the ground running or anything, but the Southland's just not very good. So give me, give me 500. Okay. Maybe one game below, but we'll see. Yeah. Next up is Houston, Houston Christian, who last year went 11 and 18 and six and eight in conference play. Uh, head coach Ron Cottrell. Uh, the only player I've written down is Bryce Bryson Long right. um, at this point for this team. Uh, I think we forget, you know, last year they had some high sc- – I mean, they had the, the, the craziest game of the year. I don't even – who was it against? Uh, um, Sam. Where they win? No, McNeese. McNeese. Yeah, I think it was McNeese. Yeah, I'm looking at four overtimes, 149 of 144. With, uh, of course, I mean, unfortunately, you know, Darius Lee, who tragically was killed in the offseason, like, you know, 52 points, 11 rebounds. Like, man, yeah, he, was, he was such a star, man. He was such a star. Yeah, and that's that's why, I mean, when looking at this team, it's like to not have him, who obviously was the best player last year, and just right, incredible player, 18 and 8. Um, It's, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a little bit of a, Challenge 18 game conference slate. Um, like you said, the Southland's not good, but it's without well, they struggled without, last year too, right? Because yeah, it was without, just Darius Lee, yeah, six and eight last year with Darius Lee. I mean, I have a six and 12. I have the same. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was even a game below that. Um, it's just gonna be asking a lot because you know, before Darius Lee broke out, they were still kind of struggling, right? It took like you know, he came in, I think he came in last year. Or no, I think he was there the year before. But like even before he really hit it, hit the ground running, they were still they were a team that struggled. I think they went six and nineteen overall, like four and eleven the year prior. So like mm-hmm. it's yeah, I, I definitely think they're gonna be they're gonna struggle this year, even in a, a bad conference. Last but not least, Incarnate Word San Antonio's very own went seven and twenty five last year, three and eleven in conference play under head coach Doctor Carson Cunningham. Uh, RJ Glasper is gone, their leading scorer. Josh Morgan returns, though. I think you had him on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 or 12 points per game there. I've, I have I remember last year before the season, I, I was trying to petition to get them a new stadium somehow, somehow rack up, get the funds to... How'd that, how'd that bond, how'd that bond do, City Council? Did not, it did not pass. Okay. We had the I think it's a private school by. anyway. I don't, know if that, I don't know how that would work, but... <laughs> I don't know if they get city bonds for incarnate word. Yeah, I have a friend who was a nursing student there, and I mean, you got enough money from from him. I know that much. So, come on now, we got to start using it towards the athletics side of things. Um, I have him at five and thirteen, just purely off of being positive, positive vibes of San Antonio. I was about to say that might be yeah that's probably going to be mine too and, and that but I was about to say that's going to be optimistic too. Um, they do get the Battle of San Antonio on November eighth, twenty eighth. They head to the the fortress known as the Convocation Center, Convocation um, Center. <laughs> and so it'll uh, it'll be a battle for the two one zero. Two of the I... worst stadiums in the in the state, right there, the Convocation Center, and then UIW's. <laughs> Oh, uh, you're gonna. Uh, Bruni should make his uh, triumphant return for that one to just be in the building. I, I don't know what I'm doing that day, but I'm busy. That's all <laughs> I know. I'll not be watching UTSA and UIW basketball in my free time whenever that. I'm not doing that one. At least not in person. I'm not Bruni driving this 20 minutes to San Antonio, UTSA. Bruni says it's, it's self care day. Whatever that day, it's self care day. <laughs> My mental, my mental health is first, and I will not be watching UTSA UIW in person. Maybe watch the highlights or something. That is not happening. I was about to say that is not happening. Where does where does Ken Palm have UTSA? Two ninety one. Two ninety one. Yeah. Three fifty seven and two ninety one are UIW and UTSA. Disgusting. I think that might be the only game UTSA is favored by double digits in. That is they the have, only game. Oh, that is the only game. Already, Kimpom does. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they do. What a, what a sight. Yeah, look at that. UTSA is o- the only game they're favored by double digits in is Incarnate Word. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> look at all the L's on that. They don't have them winning a conference game. <laughs> they really I don't. Mean, I think they just gave them a couple. Because they don't. 
but is I was about to say, yeah, their projection record, points. they get they get like the math weighs out with like the yeah. 40% win, the 40% yeah, chances like, and all that stuff. Exactly. So I think they only have one 40% chance game. No, two. Two, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Okay. Well, uh, what did you pick for UIW here? I didn't write it down. Oh, I think I picked uh I think I picked five and thirteen as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're both so. both high yeah. on I was about to say we're that's that's optimistic. <laughs> we're both gonna be wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're good. We're positive on this podcast. We believe Cardinals. We believe. I will say they have like I don't know if they still do it, but they had one of the best catchphrases. Um, word up! I thought yeah, that was sick. Up. I thought that was pretty sick. So there's my positive thing for for UIW. <laughs> word up is dope. <laughs> I don't even know if they still do that. Do they? Oh no, but they did. I know they did a couple of years ago. At least under, at least our football program did under yeah, um, Eric Morris. So football. I don't know if they still do. They should. It's a good name. There's a good slogan. Okay. Well, there you go. All right, we are right at an hour. This was um, this was good. Uh, yeah. We're all on on record now. I'll figure out how to get these up on Twitter, the men's and the women's one for both cool. of us. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. But that's that's it. We hope you all enjoyed the, the podcast. Uh, again, timestamps will be in the description below. Um, uh, but if you've watched this point, then you know our thoughts on every team in the state. So uh, it's going to be fun. November seventh, Monday, it's here. Uh, I believe we're gonna we've planned at least in, on paper. This could change. We're planning to do a podcast every Tuesday and Friday. So we will have a reaction to Monday's games. Overreaction, definitely, because I will be completely losing my mind on tuesday that we have college basketball but uh yeah tuesday and friday podcast tentatively so you can start to we can start getting in a rhythm and a schedule so that way people know when to look for us so yeah that's all we have for y'all today we hope you enjoyed it and we will talk to y'all later